Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. I am your host, Jill Coleman, and I'm doing a solo today. Danny is doing some other stuff, so I wanted to get on here and run through a few things. And uh, I actually want to talk today about imposter syndrome. So as most of you probably know, if you listen to the show at all, Danny and I are entrepreneurs. We came up in the fitness business space, um, have gone in a lot of different directions in the last 12 years online. And one of the things that I do at Jill Fit, which is my company, is I work with beginners to online business. So coaches, personal trainers, group fitness instructors, people who want to take their services maybe out of the gym, or maybe even people who just got certified and want to start building an online presence, an online business, an online audience, uh, an online brand. So because we are uh, individuals starting these businesses, this is called a personal brand. And what essentially I do is I help people take their experience, take their expertise, take what they're good at and their coaching and translate it into an online offer. So, um, you know, one-on-one coaching at a distance, maybe working with people all over the world, potentially doing group group type programs, online challenges, courses, stuff like that, anything that be, can be consumed digitally. And when I work with beginners, I find that for the most part, their biggest challenge is really, well, two big challenges, one being mindset struggles. So just really overcoming a lot of imposter type syndrome, uh, comparisonitis, feeling overwhelmed, just not used to working in this capacity. And the second biggest struggle, of course, is consistency. If you are new to internet business and you go through one of my courses or one of Danny's courses and you learn that like, hey, you have to be consistent. I mean, even with this podcast, you know, we publish twice a week and we're on the hook to be consistent with you guys for you guys. And so the same thing would, uh, you know, would apply to someone who is getting ready to start or wants to start their online business. And when I say consistent, I mean showing up on social media. That's probably the fastest way to get started because that's where your people or your potential customers or clients are already hanging out. So for example, maybe you have a website or maybe you have an email list, but people aren't really hanging out there, right? They'll go to your website if you send them there from social media or if they come across it on a Google search. But for the most part, people aren't going to your website. People are already scrolling social media. So it would make sense that if you need to be consistent as a beginner, you need to put your content out. And obviously podcasting, this is a piece of content. This is a kind of free content that we can put out. And you guys you know, know we have the happiness diet and we have a lot of different sponsors that we promote and things like that. So it's a way for us to any sort of free content, whether it's a podcast or Instagram or a YouTube video or TikTok or Facebook post, any of that stuff is free content and we call it really just, it's called attraction marketing. So you guys would not be listening to this podcast if you didn't feel like you liked hearing Danny and I's take on things. Obviously, attraction marketing is you attract the people who like your content and you repel people who don't like it. There's, believe me, there's been plenty of people who have probably listened to this podcast and been like, yep, not for me. And that's totally fine. And that's the beauty of, of this kind of content marketing, this attraction marketing, this what we call inbound marketing, is that it's a perfect filtering system. 
So one of the biggest challenges, of course, is consistency. If you're not consistent showing up for your audience, especially if you want to start this online brand, if you're not consistent, how can people rely on you? Why would they feel safe investing with you as their coach if they don't see you regularly? And so part of that is consistency. The second piece is, and this is one of the biggest barriers for people getting started, is this sort of self-doubt. Am I good enough? And am I going to get found out? It's this feeling of imposter syndrome or this feeling of fraud syndrome. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can do it. I feel like I'm going to get found out. I feel like I'm not at the level I need to be to make this work. And I think a lot of this comes down to maybe a perfectionist tendency of like, I need to have all my ducks in a row before I, I can get online. And a lot of people will tell me, I just, I, I'll start my business next month or I'll start my business next year. Y'all, you don't have to just start your business officially anytime. You can just post a piece of content on social media and you've quote unquote started your business. And today I want to talk about ways to start overcoming imposter syndrome. I want to talk through some of these self-doubts. I want to talk through some of these feelings of not good enoughness. Now, I think as humans, I think that's just the human condition. I think at some point, I think most of us do feel not good enough in some realm. I think sometimes we have money blocks and wealth blocks. Sometimes we have health issues and health blocks. Sometimes we have relationship blocks. And that's where our sort of not good enough comes in. And for others, it's business. It's uh, Maybe it's their career or online business or coaching or whatever. And I think all of us don't get out of life without having at least one area of our life, whether it's health, wealth, career, or relationships, where on some level we don't feel good enough. I think for me, most of my triggers happen to be around relationships. I think that's obviously, you know, going through infidelity and divorce and all the kind of things that Danny and I both went through. I think that's probably where my main sensitivities always lie, not so much in business. But I want to talk to you guys today about how, whether it's in relationships, it's in money, it's in career, or it's in health, how you can start to really overcome these feelings of imposter syndrome. Am I good enough at this? Can I really hack this? So especially online, I want to give you guys just sort of an overview. Typically, most people will fall into one of three types of experts. So if you don't feel like you're an expert enough, oftentimes that's, I need more credentials, I need more certifications. If you don't feel like you're a credible expert, I think we have to redefine what an expert is. One of the things my one of my earliest mentors said to me, Rachel Cosgrove, she said, you only need to be one step of the he- ahead of the person you're helping. And for me, that lowered the barrier to entry for me. I didn't know everything when I started business coaching back in 2012. Jillfit had grown to a six-figure business. At that point, a health and fitness company. And I was like, well, I don't know everything, but people are asking me how I'm doing what I'm doing. And I can at least share that stuff. Of course, eventually you want to get to the point where your expertise is five, 10, 20 times steps ahead of the people that you're helping. But in order to feel qualified you know, a sixth grader can teach a fifth grade or something. So when we think about this idea of being an expert, I think we have to sort of reframe it. At the end of the day, you do not do not need to be a PhD, an MD, like a CSC. You don't have to have this like top credential. In fact, most of the people who are successful online have around the same level of credential. So I like Brendan Burchard's model of the three types of experts, and we'll start here. 
most people will fall into at least one of these three categories. He describes them as the three R's. So the first R is the researcher expert. The researcher expert is sort of what we typically think about as an expert, someone qualified. They have the credential, they have the certification, they have the degree, they have the letters after their name. And that's great. I think, you know, there's something to being book smart or having that credential that makes you feel a little bit more confident in your abilities. At least you can always go back, at least for me, getting my, my advanced degree in nutrition and Danny has or master's as well. I think we could always fall back on like, okay, if I don't know an answer, I can always go back to my biochemistry books or whatever. And so I think there's some safety in that, but that's not the only way to be an expert. I think oftentimes we think that's the only way. And I can tell you in 12 years of doing online business, I don't think I've ever been asked what my certification is or what I what degree I have or anything like that. It's on my social media, obviously, but like no one's ever asked me that. No one's been like, can I have a, a picture of your certification? It's like, that's not a thing. It might help you inside feel a little bit more confident, but no potential customer is asking for that. The second R is what we call the results getter. Now, the results getter is someone who, in my mind, just has massive clinical experience. So potentially, if you've been a personal trainer for a decade or you've been a group fitness instructor for 20 years, chances are you have a good amount of clinical experience. To me, this is probably the most valuable type of expert because you've just simply had so many reps. You've just worked with so many different people. You've gotten so many people results that when you come online, there's something about your level of confidence that's just like, I'm competent. I know I am. And I can see other places in my life that if I got a client online, that I could get them a result because I've gotten results for hundreds, if not thousands of other people. So this is someone who may not have the top credential, may not have the top degree, but they're able to get someone results. They're able to get a lot of people results and they have a ton of clinical experience. That's the results getter. And the third type of expert is what we call the role model. The role model expert is like the typical, I don't know, if, Fit, Fitzbo Instagram influencer, where maybe they have like a million followers, but maybe they don't have, you know, the top certification. Maybe they've really never worked with clients, but they have the look, right? They have the fit look or they wear the right clothes or they have this aspirational, maybe aesthetic that people go, she walks her walk. Now, when I was personal training in the gym, I would get a lot of clients because of this. I don't think it's the end all be all, by the way. I don't think you have to be the leanest person or the smartest person to get a client. But I, but I would get clients because they would say, I want to look like you. And so I think that there is something to that. I don't think it's the end all be all, but ideally we would like to have a little bit of all three of these, wouldn't we? Like we'd like to eventually have a certification. We'd like to eventually get a bunch of reps. We'd like to eventually look like we're walking our walk to a certain degree. Now, I love what Shantae Cofield, the movement maestro, what she says about this is she says, it's not so much about having to have a specific look about you, right? But if you're in the fitness space and you're telling people to lift weights, show yourself lifting weights. It's really just more about congruency is are you walking your walk? Can people see you doing the things that you're telling them to do? And that's really it. It's not about specific, you know, someone has to be super lean or have a six pack or whatever, but on some level, you do have to walk your walk. I think that is trust inducing. Jill is in her integrity. She does what she says she does. And so those are the three types of experts. Chances are most of you listening to this probably fall into one of those three already. You've had experience or you have a credential of some kind, or you do have a level of congruency. You actually do what you say you do. And so I want to remind you that you probably already fall into one of those three categories. Maybe you don't realize it because you're just thinking, I need a top certification. That's not the only way to become an expert. The second piece here, and this is the piece out of those three different types of experts, I feel like is the most important is the results getter. The reason why is because clinical experience 
in my experience, clinical experience is the best way to hotwire competency. It's the best way to hotwire competency. There's actually this, I forget, it's like kind of a parable and it's an old story. And I think my brother, shout out Danny Coleman, told me about this story initially. And basically there were two people and this is a parable, so it's obviously made up, but it's an idea. There's two people and they were given the task of making the most perfect clay pot. So they were given the task of making the most perfect clay pot. Person number one starts reading all about clay pots and goes and watches other you know, pot makers make these pots and is reading everything they can get their hands on and talking and interviewing these, you know, people who are making these pots and really just getting into the the behind the scenes and wanting to learn as much as they can about making clay pots. Person number two just starts making pots, just literally grabs the equipment and starts making them and they're terrible and keeps making them and keeps making them and keeps making them. Who do you think after weeks makes a better clay pot? Probably it's going to be the person that just tried a million times. And so I want to remind you that if you're feeling incompetent or you're feeling like an imposter in a certain area, the fastest way to hotwire competency is to just get reps there. So how can you do this? If you're like, okay, Jill, that sounds great, but I don't have any clients. How do I get them? There's several ways that you can do this. And obviously when I teach business, we talk about things like beta testing. Beta testing is a great way. And and this is exactly what I did as well. My first clients online were my friends and family, (laughs) literally. Like I remember my family, my aunts and my cousins sort of came to me and said, hey, Jill, like we want to get in shape as a family. Can you help us? Can you write us some meal plans and workout programs or whatever? And I was like, awesome. It's the first way that you can start to get reps is with people close to you. You can do beta testing where you ask people for feedback in exchange for a a discount of some kind. And there's nice because beta testing to me is sort of like a mid-step, right? You're not promising that you're really good yet, right? You're being upfront about the fact that you're new. And because of that, you're willing to do it at a reduced rate, coach them or train them at a reduced rate in exchange for them giving you feedback and helping you get better as a professional. So beta testing is great. Working with friends and family is great just to get just to get reps. You can do what we call like small coaching pods. So for example, maybe you say, hey, I want to work with three or four women who want to get stronger in the gym or want to lose weight or whatever it is. And I want to work with you guys together in a small group. And essentially it's sort of like beta testing as well, but you don't need a ton of clients, right? Over time, you start getting better. It's like anything. So remember that when you're learning in internet business, you're learning a new skill, you're not supposed to be good at it. I think back to some of my very first speaking engagements. And I remember I was like 24 years old. I was working at a university and the HR department said, hey, Jill, we'd love for you to do like a little lunch and learn on like fitness and nutrition. And I was terrified, right? I'm 24 years old. And I remember, so they were going to promote it for me. And I think like nine people came. I literally spent weeks like printing out handouts and going over my slides and what I was going to talk about. And I remember I was so awkward, like nine people came. I was so nervous. I was like sweating and it was a terrible talk. Like, I mean, I think the information was good, but the delivery was awful. I was looking down. I was saying, um, a million times I was mumbling. I was just so not confident and it was fine. And it wasn't my best work. And I certainly walked away feeling like I have no idea how that went, but I did it. I said yes, and I followed through. 
And that has literally been my operating system since I was 24 is if there's given an opportunity, I just say yes. And I figure it out after I might go like, you know, cry in a corner. (laughs) I might say yes, drop the phone and cry in a corner, but I will show up and I will do it. And that's sort of how you have to think about this. I call these vulnerability PRs doing something that you don't quite feel ready for. So this also in research is called the as if principle. In psychology research, they say that you have to think about acting as if you were already the person that you want to become. So in layman's terms, this is sort of like fake it till you make it. I know a lot of people don't like that phrase, fake it till you make it. Like actually you do have to make it, but maybe we could change that phrase to make it until you make it, right? Not fake it till you make it, but make it till you make it, which means just keep doing the things, keep making the clay pots until they get better and better and better. But the idea that you're going to come out and be this perfect coach or have this perfect business or be able to do all of these new skills perfectly is just short-sighted. It's absurd. And it's also holding you back. So you have to jump in and do that terrible talk to nine people. You have to jump in and get that first client and like kind of fuck them up. I remember when I was personal training my early years, I mean, like I was not a good trainer. How could I have been? I got my certification and I loved fitness as an individual. I was certainly an exerciser myself. But when I got a client, that's a totally different skill set. I remember I would make people throw up. I would make people so sore. They never want to come back. Like not a ton of people, obviously. I learned my lesson quick. But I didn't love that process, but that was the price I had to pay to get good. Just like that one guy need to make a bunch of clay pots that were terrible. Hey, besties. This episode is brought to you by Blinkist. Now, y'all, I have been a longtime off and on user of Blinkist. Blinkist is kind of how I describe it as the cliff notes of Audible. Do y'all remember Cliff Notes back in the day, those little yellow books you would get so you didn't have to read your whole book for your book report? So this is like that. Blinks are basically little 15-minute snippets, 10 to 15-minute snippets of full books. Um, There's even podcast snippets as well. And they have over 5,500 titles, nonfiction titles. So if you're trying to learn some things quick, just grab some nuggets. Or maybe you're curious if you want to even invest in listening to an entire book or reading an entire book, you can just listen to these short blanks. Super fun. Take them on a walk with you. Quick run. I really love these things. And because they're sponsoring the podcast, they're hooking you up. Right now, they actually have a special offer just for our audience. If you go to Blinkist.com slash The Best Life, you can start a seven-day free trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. So that's Blinkist. It's spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash The Best Life to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. And for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account. So you'll get two premium subscriptions for the price of one. Hooked up. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. So if you're sitting there waiting for things to feel perfect, my advice would be get a lot of imperfect reps, and that's going to get you closer to perfection. 
if the goal is perfection, a lot of imperfect reps are going to get you there a lot faster than sitting around, listening to books, reading books, listening to podcasts, interviewing people who have done it. Get out of the sidelines and get in the game. And no one is going to anoint you an expert. This is definitely something that I feel like took me a while to learn, especially in my early days. I remember getting online and having all these people, these you know, authors and coaches and people who had these big online businesses, much bigger than mine, and looking to them like, oh, if they just notice me or if they just can give me a leg up or if they just, you know, like it almost felt like I was waiting for my peers to tell me I was ready right? At some point, someone's going to say, wow, you're really smart or wow, you're really doing a good job or wow, you deserve to be here. That never happened. I remember waiting for that and being like, oh, I hope so-and-so like notices me or maybe invites me to do something with them or collaborate or whatever. I'm waiting a long fucking time for that. It never happened. At some point, realize that no one is going to anoint you an expert. You literally just have to assume the role of expert and then get in the trenches, right? No amount of certifications is going to make you feel equipped if you don't feel confident on the inside. And so when I think about confidence, how can I build confidence? How can I feel like, yes, I feel like if I get a client, I know for sure I can guarantee a result. It's what we call the confidence competency loop, and it's a feed forward cycle. So for example, when I say the fastest way to become competent is to just get more reps, you need to take more action. You say yes to these, you know, uh, these opportunities, just like I did when I said speaking engagement. You say yes, you throw yourself into the ring, knowing that you're going to be nervous the whole time. You're going to feel scared. You're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to feel uncertain. It's never going to feel good or aligned, but you follow through and you do it anyway. And as a result of taking that action, those small actions, even as a result of taking those actions, you start to feel more competent. You're like, wow, I got through that. Like me giving that talk to nine people, I was like, okay, whoo, I got through that. It wasn't pretty, but I got through it. And then you start to build a show of evidence that you don't die, that you survive things like that. And you're like, wow, maybe I could do another one with 10 people or 15 people or 20 people. Maybe I'll try again. And you start to build your competency. And as a result of feeling more competent, like, okay, I didn't die, you start to feel more confident. And as you start to feel more confident, you do take more action. Look, there's always another layer of the onion to peel back. There just is. I don't care what level you're at. There's always a next level. There's always another skill. There's always a new thing to master. And so getting through some of this beginner stuff, this this imposter syndrome. And the reason why I say it's more of a beginner issue is because, again, you haven't had that many reps yet. Now, you know, Danny and I have been doing this 12 years. So while things still make us nervous, right, there's still always a next level of vulnerability PR or something like that. There's always a next level of courage to harness. We're much more likely to say yes to those opportunities because while we understand that they're scary, we also now have a show of evidence that we've done scary things. And so maybe you have to go to a place in your life, maybe it's not online business and online coaching, but you have to go to a place in your life where you have built reps and have become proficient. And think about those times, think about that, those times in your life where you were like, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it anyway and I got better at it. And apply that sort of borrowed confidence to this new area. 
and I've said this before on the podcast, but like moms are are the, the wild. Y'all are wild because you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be a good mom. And yet you just have a kid, <laughs> right? That's a big change, but you figure it out. And so many of you, I'm sure now years after having your first kid are like, yeah, I'm a really good mom, but you weren't when you had the baby because you didn't know yet. And it's the exact same thing, throwing yourself into the ring, putting yourself on the hook to do it, to follow through, to say yes, and then follow through on something, you're starting to build a show of evidence that you can do more. And so think about that, create, you know, opportunities, create a show of evidence where you follow through on something you didn't die, you survived, and now you're getting better as a result. So the while there's not like a cut and dry, just do this to get over your imposter syndrome, it is realizing that you are an expert in some way, shape, or form. If you don't have the credential, you have the the uh, experience. You might even have just your personal experience, right? Think about the role model expert. You walk your walk, but you know I have a client right now who's lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for good, and that's who she now helps online. So she's a role model expert. She's done it herself, and she will continue to do it for other people the more she puts herself out there. But that's really what I want you guys thinking about is like, okay, can I start making, taking small actions, taking small steps to start building my confidence? I don't know anyone who just jumps into the ring and it's like, I'm good to go. Like, I don't know. To me, that's like a little bit delusional. I don't mind you having a little bit of imposter syndrome, but still taking action. That's the thing. It's okay to feel the fear, to feel the uncertainty, right? To feel the discomfort and still take action anyway. That is literally the biggest difference between those people who end up having the most success and those people who talk themselves out of following their dreams is those people who eventually have success have that little tiny bit more courage. Believe me, they don't have more credentials than you oftentimes, right? Have you ever looked at someone who's super successful and you're like, really? Them? They don't even have a certification <laughs> or I mean, I know a lot of people felt this way, especially when The Biggest Loser started up and Jillian Michaels was like out there. People were like, she doesn't even have a certification. It's like, yeah, but look what she's doing. She fucking has the audacity to do it. So to me, the person who has the right to do it is the one doing it. The person who has the right to do it is the one doing it. And so when you think about it that way, confidence is just a decision. It's like, cool, I might not feel super confident yet, but I'm doing, I'm taking the small action steps that are now creating a show of evidence that I can do it. And that's really how you get there. And it's like any skill, not you look at someone who's super successful, they had those moments and they probably still have those moments where they're unsure if they can really hack it. You know, Jill Fit had some big goals last year that we hit, but it wasn't pretty, right? We scaled the business. We, you know, increased the revenue by 70%. We brought on team members. We have now company culture. We got team retreats. We got all these new things. And it's been a huge learning curve for me, but it's been so valuable. There's certainly been times where I've been nervous or scared or uncertain or, you know, uncomfortable, but pushing through that gives you a level of, of self-trust and a level of tenacity and resiliency that you can't get otherwise. You have to throw yourself in the ring. And so hopefully this is helpful for you guys. I know this has a little bit of a business spin on it. This is definitely more my area of expertise. So I wanted to share it here. Um, 
And I'm sure Danny has a lot to add to this as well. And I'm sure she could do a whole separate episode with a lot of different insights, but hopefully this is helpful for you guys, especially if you are in the health and fitness field, if you are someone who's, even if you're not in the health and fitness field, but you're wanting to, or you're trying to be an entrepreneur, you're trying to have a side hustle. I think so much of this can apply to that, even if it's a physical product or it's, you know, just something that's just for you, something that you're creating that is just for you. Now it can be online coaching, can be in-person business, whatever, but there is a level of leadership that you have to trust yourself to handle. And over time, it gets easier because while you're still scared to take the next step, you recognize it faster. You don't think it gets easier, but you just recognize it. You're like, oh, here it is again. <laughs> Here's that fucking imposter syndrome. Here's, you know, it's creeping up again. At least I know how to handle it. It doesn't go away. In fact, I would say if you don't have a little bit of that like self-doubt, like, oh, can I really handle it? I think you're, you know, it's more like a, you know, a little bit more of a psychopath delusional level, but there's a difference between letting it hamstring you and letting it pull you from the things you want to do and just taking action in spite of it. So hopefully that's helpful for you guys. If it is, feel free to let me know. You can always hit us up at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram or check out the Facebook page. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, there is a link to join our closed Facebook group there. We have some discussions around the episodes. Would love to know if this resonates, if this is helpful for you guys and let me know. We'll see you on the next episode. That's it for me. And we'll talk to you soon. Dan, I'll be back next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.